0: It is baseball time baseball is back ladies and gentlemen the owners and the players have finally agreed to something and we're going to have a baseball season that starts april 7th it's going to be a mandatory reporting date on sunday and that means that we're going to see baseball pretty soon spring training here we come and we'll talk about this and more on this edition of the locked on astros podcast
1: Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the man Heisman, and Brett, H-Town wheelhouse chancy.
0: We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can you find you at?
1: They can find me at h Wheelhouse on Twitter and on Instagram and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Baseball's Rob- back. Always Stros, baby.
0: And Rob Manfred, thank you for making the Lockdown Astros podcast your first listen, whether it's on the way to negotiation or or the golf course, or wherever, whatever you do, Rob Manfred. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Astros podcast. And thank you for subscribing to us on YouTube. Thank you for uh, listening to us on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to our podcast, Rob Manfred. Thank you for doing that. So the season is officially a go. The players and the owners finally have um, found a happy median. I don't know if both sides are exactly happy with it, I know that the owners um, unanimously agreed to this proposition. And Mm -hmm. I believe from what I understand that 26 of the 30 players, um, uh, the team, I guess the players reps agreed to this on the player side, but they, this was enough for the players association to say, yeah, let's make a deal. Let's go and play some ball. And we're all excited about this. And it was a busy day. I mean, Jeff was. Uh, passing even got his uh, Twitter handle hacked and some weird um, person took it over for a little bit. But yeah, it was, it was a, was a day.
1: yeah, it was a it was a fake NFT group. And it was funny. I actually listened to a little spaces thing that that NFT group put out saying this wasn't us when masks. As as us, they actually hacked Jake from um, from John Boy, or Jake from John Boy made it look like they hacked him. I couldn't tell if that was a real hack job or not, but you know it was interesting today, Eric, because throughout the day you knew stuff was getting closer and closer, but you wondered if it was going to be another day like in the past. You get your hopes up. You see a picture of Bob Nightingale bringing bagels to other reporters. You see Bob Nightingale swooping in with these positive tweets. Evan Drellich kind of went dark there for a while. You didn't hear much, and then all of a sudden, boom, it happened. And there were four votes against, and one of the players' side, which would be Castro and McCullers, the Astros was one of the teams that voted against. I believe we, the Yankees. As well. Yeah, it was the Yankees, the Cardinals, the Astros, and I can't remember the fourth team. I, I don't say have it the tweet. Dodgers, but I don't. It was know for it, sure. yeah. I, I it was either Dodgers or Giants. But the positive thing is, the bottom line is, baseball's back with a full 162 game season, with revamped playoffs, with a bunch <laughs> of concessions and things like that, and we're gonna do our best to give you. You know, kind of the nuts and the bolts of it. I got bullet point examples and stuff we can talk about as we get to those topics. If y'all have questions, ask us. We'll do our best to answer them all tonight.
0: Yeah. So I want to start off with some thoughts by Rob Manfred, since I made fun of him earlier for listening to the show. I mean, who knows if he does or not? And you know, what? I want to know what the boys at the On Astros podcast think of me. I doubt that. But he said, "Um, I'm genuinely thrilled to be able to say that Major League Baseball is back and we're going to play 162 games. I do want to start by apologizing to our fans. Looking forward, I could not be more excited about the future of our game. I hope that the process is a first step forward. I spoke to Tony Clark after the ratification vote. I told him that I thought we had a great opportunity for the game in front of us, and I told him I hope to work with him, not really, on things that are new in the agreement. And he says that he hopes that uh, players see that this agreement as a olive branch.
1: Well, here's the thing: I don't think that Rob Manfred understood the power of the players' union, and I believe that's evident in his press conference. I, I watched it in its entirety, and you could tell that he was in shock of how strong the players union won. I believe, and the owners would never admit this, that their goal was to divide and conquer. They tried to splinter the union over several issues. I think that's why they threw the international draft back in. Plus, they've been trying to get that for decades. The players have always rejected it. And I actually tweeted out, if you follow me on Twitter, I I tweeted out from Suspedes Barbecue. They break down a lot of the cons of that issue and why it's not good for international players. But then again, if you look deep into MLB and how some of these foreign players are treated, There's not a great system in place. There's nothing foolproof at this point. But he said, this has got to be the strongest union in North America. And you have to hand it to the players for staying together. You have to hand it to the players like Max Scherzer. I was kind of on him for, for about 48 hours. And then when I saw the tweet that he put out, he said, they just now brought this up. They didn't bring up the international draft until New York. They never mentioned it in Florida. And when you got players putting themselves out there saying this never happened or they didn't say this until now, it really gained sympathy, I think, towards the players because the owners were starting to shift the blame back to the players and the public was buying into it a little bit.
0: Right. I agree with that. And uh, to kind of wrap up on Rob Manfred, he says one of the things I'm supposed to do is promote – a good relationship with our players i've tried to do that i think i've not been successful in that i think it begins with a small steps it's why i picked up the phones after the ratification and expressed my desire to work with him tony clark it's going to be a big priority priority of mine moving forward your nose is growing i'm oh, sorry
1: <laughs> well here's the thing he also said When you implement a lockout before the season, it is the best way to get a compromise.
0: Yeah, but you you also took away the first week of baseball, and now you're going to have to be very creative. Because who do we start off the season with? The Phillies and the Yankees. How the heck are you going to get those games made up?
1: Well, you you're going to have to you're going to do double headers. They're going to be nine inning double headers and they're going to tack on an extra three or four days to the season at the end of the season. So they're going to do that and they're going to have an expanded playoff. Um, So get this. Imagine if you had that expanded playoff last year, Um, the Mariners get in, the Blue Jays get in. But, you know, who, who still doesn't get in the Angels. The Angels still don't get in. and but what if the year, Angels get Carlos Correa? That's what I'm saying. If they get Carlos Correa, they still have no pitching unless Carlos Correa turns into a two-way player.
0: That sounds like something we need to talk about. I know Mr. Corona asked us to talk about who's the biggest rage in signing to sign. Uh, we could discuss that in a second. And guys, the the Astros have a very tough April. Not necessarily the opponents, but they're going to be on the road a lot. That's right. We'll talk about that and we'll talk a, a lot more about this. So, you know what? I think with all this excitement, I'm kind of hungry. I, I could use a built Bar.
1: So built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the land. Not only built bars are wrapped 100 percent chocolate, they are protein bars that taste like a candy bar because basically they are they're just good for you. The difference is they don't have as many calories or sugar as your candy bar does. So throw the candy bars out or go get a marshmallow, go get a puff, go get a built puff. They're marshmallowy. It's the first ever protein-infused marshmallow treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. With flavors like churro, um, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, there's so many flavors. And with the Built Bar itself, they've got new flavors coming out every month. They've got the new shamrock um, flavor. They've got the white chocolate cookies and cream. They've got coconut almond, mint brownie, coconut, so much more. Go check out all the decadent flavors. Most bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you want something that's right for your diet, whether you are on the road back to recovery, whether you are trying to stay healthy, or you're just trying to get back in the right swing of things when it comes to your diet, throw the candy bar away and grab a Built bar. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off at built.com.
0: All right, so make sure you check out Lindsey Crosby over at the Locked On MLB Prospects. He does a great job talking about all the prospects of tomorrow, not just the Astros, but all that. And uh, we are, i do want to talk about a little bit about what's going on with um, some of the rule changes. I know that um, that uh, World Traveler brings up no more seventh inning double headers and no more men on bases uh, in the extra innings. Right. I hated that rule. I'm so glad that's over. But one thing I do want to discuss that's really didn't come up until the whole thing, all the dust settled, and the Astros in the first 22 games, they play 16 road games. Remember, they're supposed to play the first. Um, they're supposed to open. Uh, I, I believe they're supposed to play six, six or seven home games. I forgot what it was. Yeah, and they oh, had remember. the
1: Yankees on tap for that. The um, Yankees and the Phillies, and that was, they. W- but they will play them because, yeah, but, um,
0: but but we're talking about the first month. True. Yes. We're not. Okay. We'll, t- we'll get back to that a second, but the Astros will be playing 16 games in the first month on the road. That's going to be pretty brutal. So they're only, and those games that they're going to be playing are going to be in one week. So they're going to play one week at home. So home cooking ain't going to be there a lot in April. So there's going to be a lot of hotels a lot of, um, of being away from their families, but that this is what happens when you when you delay a season, and so unfortunately, the Astros are going to be one of those teams that's going to be hit the hardest with the
1: cancellation of some of the games. Well, right, and you know, like we said with the cancellation, those are actually going to be played, but canceling them at the beginning does does like make that schedule more intense for them. Um, you know, at the end of the day. Baseball's back, and they found a way to get this done so they didn't have to cancel games. And that's what I think the fans should be most proud of. And, you know, there are so many questions. There are the questions of Carlos Correa, um, with the status of Jake Myers. What does that mean for center field relief pitchers? Are we going to go out and get relief pitchers? Are we going to go out and, um, are we going to trade? Are we going to sign free agents? And I know we'll get into this in a little bit, but Mark Berman shared some thoughts from Jim Crane that kind of sounds like he knows the direction they're going. You know, teams, even though free agency, like once it started, I think everybody expected all these moves to start happening. They've been talking. They, they could have talked trades during this lockout, but nothing official has been made. And so, um, I talked to one person saying, "I wonder if I wonder if Carlos Correa knows where he's going." And he's like, "Carlos probably doesn't even know where he's going at this point." So we're definitely not going to know anything for a couple of days. Who's first to sign? I think I see. I don't think Carlos Correa will be the first to sign, Eric. I think I think Carlos Correa won't won't have a signing until at least a week or two into this period. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I just don't see him signing because I think his issues of what he wants and the amount of years he wants, he's going to have to work out unless he has some under the table agreement with the Yankees or with the Astros or with the Angels. OK, I'm going to
0: say who's my, um, my my first free agent sign and it's okay. going to be with the Astros. Uh, the Astros have a lot more spending room. And so here it is. You ready?
1: Trevor's story. Yep. Why would they again? Why would they spend on Trevor Story if they're not going to spend on Correa? Okay, here come out Alex with the Trevor Story
0: thing. But I just think that um, uh, we're going to. I guess we can talk about the Jim Crane quotes. But um, Jim Crane t- kind of talked about this. Um, he was saying, "What are?" Uh, Mark Berman said, "Well, what are your priorities heading up into spring training?" And it said, "Depends on what happens with Carlos Correa. Our center fielder has been injured." Shortstop is a issue and the center fielder. Those are some of our objectives, maybe an arm or two in a bullpen. Says the Astros will make another run at Carlos Correa. I'm sure we'll engage one more time and we'll see what happens. Carlos is a great player. He's a one of a kind player. I thought we made a good offer before. We'll see where they're at on their side. I'm sure we'll talk to them here shortly. So they're willing to talk to Carlos Crate. The problem is, is they lowballed him before. Why do you think that they're going to all of a sudden raise their contract, their offer so much, but they're willing to throw that much money at Carlos Crate? I forgot how much it was. It was what, five years or six years?
1: years? Five
0: years, 160. Yeah. So I... I would almost bet that uh, Trevor Story would take that.
1: Yeah, he would. But why would you offer Trevor Story that much money? I wouldn't. I mean, if you're you're not going to sign the best, then you might as well get on and not pay the rest. You might as well get Jeremy Pena in the mix. You might as well start priming this young stud that is ready to take the reins. And I think that's the direction that they're going to go. I just don't see them signing um, a story, or even if Sigur is still out there. I, I just don't see them doing that. But I may be wrong. I'm not Jim. I'm not Jim Crane. I'm not James Click. I just know the thoughts that I have in my head, and based on what the Astros have and their needs, I think there's a much bigger need starting pitching wise because JV is coming back from you know TJ. Um, Lance McCullers is not going to be ready to start the season. Did you see Dave Forrest Whitley? Um, I mean, I know he's not going to be the answer
0: beginning of the well, year, but he was born 94. Right.
1: Around. Right. But what I'm saying is Forrest Whitley won't even be ready till June or July. I mean, that's, that's the right. earliest you'll see him. And even if you see him then, They're going to treat they're going to treat him with kids gloves, because remember, every time he's gotten ramped up and started throwing, something's gone wrong. So you can't rely on the force Whitley. You do have Hunter Brown. I would depend more on Hunter Brown being effective um, piece down the road to help them get to the end of a playoff run. Than someone like a Forrest Whitley. I think Forrest Whitley is someone at, as an auxiliary. You definitely want to test his arm in the majors to see if he can survive. He's pitched once or twice in Minute Made in, in some exhibitions here or there, but that's it. Um, but you know, Eric, who knows? You you may be right about Trevor's story. I just, for me, I've just never been on that that trail that takes me to believe that they're gonna sign story and Here's here's what worries me about the folks that want Korea. Crane said we made a good offer before. Yeah, that's what worries. Korea, Korea. They Correa really never, think they yeah, made a good offer. But Korea, but come on, man. You remember that good offer we made? You crazy like the
0: last time they really signed a big time free agent. They have um they've like upped the they've renewed the the current players. But that's they've what they've extended.
1: And that's the, that for me personally is the linchpin in story, because I, I do think story wants a longer now, if story were to wanted it said, Hey, I want five to six years. I want like 28 million. They may go after something like that. He yeah. still, to me has a lot to prove outside of Coors field.
0: Right. So here's some more of what Jim Crane had to say. Um, he said, what's next? I mean, uh, Mark Berman said, well, what's next for your club? We're going to be working on it tonight. We've got a few things to do. We've got a good ball club. Our pitching is going to be a little bit deeper with Verlander and McCullers back. We think we got a good chance to win in the division, get into playoffs, and make a run. We'll we'll assess it after that. Probably have the ability to add a few pieces here and there. And when we're where we're a little light, do it at the midterm and see where we end up in the next week or two. Guys, we'll be working the phone. So it sounds like they're already kind of working the phones, trying to see what's out there. So I really don't think the Astros are going to be going gung-ho out there. I really do think that they're talking to Scott Boris and said, okay, look, what will it take to get Carlos Correa back? Because we've already made two contract offers to him. He said no. This is a guy we've had his entire career with the Astros. We would love to have him play with his amigo uh, Carlos, I mean, uh, Jose Altuve they are hermanos they are the brothers they they hug each other after every game doesn't carlos want to stay here i mean what would it take to get carlos crea to sign the dotted line to stay in houston and so i think that's what yeah. they're gonna do and i think probably with the um uh, we haven't really seen the what will happen with scott boris we know with the old agency Uh, they didn't really have much this. I mean, I don't know what happened, but maybe with Scott Boris, there could be some more back and forth and say, okay, well uh, we think that contracts a little bit light. What else can you do?
1: You, the only, the only thing you can do is you can raise the AAV and price yourself out of having, or being able to sign anybody else, which they don't want to do. I absolutely believe that Carlos Correa goes somewhere like the angels. I mean, I, I really don't think the Yankees are as out of it as I thought they were. The Yankees spend money, okay? And if Carlos Correa wants 10 years, $38 million a year, he's going to get a $380 million contract from somebody. If someone's willing to sign up for it, the Astros absolutely will walk away, say thanks for your service, adios. Yeah. They they will not sign that. If he gets a five- or six-year deal, which I doubt Correa will sign because that will put him in the, in his like mid-30s, mid he's not going to sign a deal like that. So here's the question. What do we do with Pena if we keep Correa or sign story? That's keep the big him. issue. I mean, we keep him. Yeah. Um, He would, he would definitely, he, he could would go fill triple in. A. Yeah. He, well, be he, triple could, a. he could, he could, he could fill in center field. Um, you know, he could play, he could play around the bases. Um, you know, he could play different positions. He could be a guy off the bench. How but, healthy
0: has a Miz Diaz been over his career? So he can be right. somebody who fits in that role.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think I think at the end of the day, the bottom line is this. We won't know until it happens. We can speculate. I believe that I know most Houston fans want Carlos in an Astros uniform. I do, uniform. Too. I do and too. I just don't think the money's there. I, the, unless Carlos has a change of heart, unless Carlos comes off his asking price, his years, and his some of his AAV, I think unless he bends to what the Astros want— then I just don't see him here, guys. I I honestly would not be shocked if he ends up in Anaheim. I would not be shocked. And if he is, imagine him being in Anaheim opening day with Trout, Otani, and Carlos Correa. Um, but see, that's the thing. The Cubs right. are out. Right. The Cubs are out. They've already signed. Um, I don't see the Red Sox doing it either. No, the Red Sox aren't going to sign him the, on this list. The Astros and Yankees, kind of realistic. The Angels. I don't see any other team. I think it's a three horse race right now, and we just have to we just have to go with it. But i know, there's in, also before
0: the lockout, possibly the Braves could make a run for it, and like you
1: said, the Cubs. Yeah, but yeah, but the Braves got like Ozzy Albie's right, and all no, those the, guys. No, no oh, the, they have, the, oh, they have Dansby Swanson. Yeah, but Swanson well, is. Right. Well, see, I've heard for them, I've heard they're looking at um, possibly Olsen or um, was it? You know, Matt Olsen plays first for them, right? Um, for the A's. And I know Olsen's been looked at with the Yankees. I don't know, dude. I just know that there's, we won't know. I know that there's a lot to talk about, too, when it comes to like what happened in the CBA, what rules changed, um, playoffs, all that yeah. stuff. It's, it, um, it's it is hard a different to bet world.
0: On. Yeah, it's going to be hard to bet on with this new uh, format and everything. So let's talk about bet online.
1: Yeah, so bet online is the best is the best place to get all your sports betting action and the college basketball tournament is finally upon us. So for all the for the all the latest odds, contests and player props betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Bet online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting, sport wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use a mobile device and learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. Also, there have been um, major league players can now be sponsored. By sports betting companies, that is a new rule that has changed. That's never been a thing. And I, when I saw that, I retweeted that tweet and I said, "Hmm, does this mean Pete Rose gets back the, Gets into the Hall of Fame since they're allowing baseball players to put their faces with sports bet sports books? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It seems kind of ironic that you keep the guy out for betting, but now you're allowing players to be sponsored by a booking house."
0: Well, I think it was a little bit of um, give and take there. And I think that's something that the owners are like, you want that? Sure, you can have it. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll see what happened here. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, we're both trying to do the same thing. So, all right. So like World Traveler said, there's 61, 66 people in the chat now. Everybody hit like in this uh, video and go ahead and make sure you subscribe to us. Make us your first listen every day. And subscribe to us on YouTube. So yeah, there's a lot to discuss, and uh, I know we don't have time, and I know most the average fan doesn't really care about the CBT and everything. But the reason why I do want to kind of discuss the CBT is it's going up from 210 million to 230. Then I believe it's going to go up to 233 next year, then 236, and then for the next two years, it's going to go up four million. So then go up to 240 and then
1: 244. Right. So, so yeah, so. it's yeah, it's gonna jump from 230 to 244, which is a pretty significant jump. And now there's different tiers, Eric. They have a fourth tier now. It's you know what that tier the Steve Cohen tier. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, so the penalties for going over the luxury tax threshold are gonna stay the status quo. Uh, that means that you're going to lose international money and international picks and uh, not picks, but uh, international money and might be penalized draft picks, that type of thing. And also of course the luxury tax that you have to pay. So they decided not to uh, for right now, not to go change that too much. So they kept some stuff the same. Uh, They did raise the minimum salary to 700 K then 720 in 2023, 740 in 2024, 760 in 2025, and then 780K in 2026. I hope I said that right. Um, they did go to the draft lottery at six picks. Uh, so yeah. the first six picks will be decided by a draft lottery. And the universal DH in um, in both leagues. So that means that somewhere Zach Greinke is crying because he wanted to – do uh, you want to hit that 10th home run for his career? Yeah. yeah. Um, and players can be optioned five times per year. Um, so that's something that I think that the players really wanted or the owners weren't really. Wanted. I'm not really sure, but uh, baseball, like we said, the 13th is Sunday is a mandatory spring training report date, especially except for players who, who have visa issues. Uh, people coming right. from Dominican Republic, um, Cuba, or maybe not Cuba, um, but Venezuela, uh, Mexico, anybody that may have a hard time getting over here at that time. And so um, I believe, if I remember correctly, that games may be starting as soon as the 17th. Yeah, I've got,
1: yes, yeah, I've got that. Um, so, so here are all the dates that you have to be aware of. Um, baseball fans, Astros fans, the dates are this. April, um, March 13th, players report to spring training, like you mentioned. March 18th to the 20th, spring training games begin. April 7th is opening day. April 15th, Jackie Robinson day. So that means that they will all be where they need to be by Sunday unless they're having visa issues. Um, there are other things that I do like um, in this. And this is something that really isn't talked a lot because I don't think we're considered a small market team. But with the with the draft picks, Eric, with this lottery pick, small markets can draft in the lottery two straight seasons before sliding to the tenth pick.
0: Ooh.
1: Um. Large markets can only pick one year in the lottery before going to the tenth pick. So that's kind of the penalty for being good. You don't get to keep picking the picking the best fruits. Um, so if, if that, the hold on, so if the Astros yeah, go
0: through the process again they can only draft in the first six picks once?
1: Yeah. If they, what do you mean through the process? You mean through Well If they
0: suck. Yeah. If they suck for three years.
1: No, if they suck, they get to do it. They, they can be in the draft lottery two straight seasons.
0: Okay. I thought you said that. No. Are we it a big market or no? Okay.
1: Well, okay. I'm sorry. Large market teams. Okay. Large market teams, right. Can only pick one year in the lottery before going to the 10th pick. Okay. So, yeah. So, so yeah, the Astros, I would assume are a large market team. Um, it says right here that the top two rookie of the year vote getters get a full year of service. So there's, so there's that. Um, players, Eric, are going to be wearing um, sponsorships from teams on their jersey for the first time, kind of like you see in a lot of, like the European, like the soccer leagues and MLS, you see an locked NHL on locked yeah. on, yeah. And you know, you'll be saying the Astros the locked on Astros night where they're wearing the locked on Astros logo um, or the uh, somebody logo house. Somebody can talk that, by the way. Exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, MLB pushed. You know, they have the they have the twelve teams in the playoffs. This is what's interesting to me, Eric. A forty, and I want you to comment on this. A forty five day window for for MLB to implement. Rule changes. In other words, Rob
0: Manfred is a
1: dictator. I I make the rules. <laughs> well, it's I, kind of I, like because what do they do last season? Yeah, mid season. What do they change?
0: They change the uh, pit, the sticky t- stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, the sticky tech mid season, which is dumb. I think all rule rule changes should be done in the beginning or in the end of the season. Um, so I wonder if that's going to come into play ever down the road. Um, they, you know, there's, there's, there, there's all kinds of stuff, but here's the thing. the first in, the first year increase is the largest single year increase in history. Nearly five times larger than the than the 27,500 increase for the first year in the prior CBA. It also represents a larger increase in salary than the total from the past 10 years so the owners are giving the players younger players more money so max scherzer the veterans did go to bat for the guys that are new and aren't getting compensated as well because here's what we forget because of their five or six years of service they're living on peanuts and peanut butter sandwiches literally for those five or six years. I mean, Ben Verlander told us on this show that his fifth year, he was making $9,000 as a professional baseball player in the minor leagues. So it's good that these guys are getting more what they're worth.
0: Yeah. So um, I know that um, somebody uh, that Samuel says that signing Angel Simmons would be a joke. I don't know if it will be necessarily a joke. Uh, he would be exactly what um, he, would he would be. He would be, like a be a filler. He would be a filler until Jeremy Pena is ready. Exactly. If he does nothing, you release him. Like Eric Kratz, the catcher the Astros signed a few years ago. He did nothing with the Astros. What did the Astros do? Sayonara. They just released him. That's what uh, That's what Andrew 10 Simmons would be. It, he would just be a filler until Jeremy Pena is ready if they don't feel like he's ready during spring training. But there's a lot of people that feel like Jeremy Pena may be the starting shortstop for the Astros if uh, they don't go out and get somebody else. I think so too. But I just think that until Carlos Cray or Trevor Story signs, I think that the Astros do like to have that star shortstop. They have had a winning winning culture since they've had this um, star shortstop. So I just, I just think that that's a really, um, a really key for them. So one thing that, uh, we don't have to look forward to anymore is the game 163. They're not going to have that. uh, They're not going to, there's not going to be having any, uh, reseeding for the league division series. The uh, first seed will play the winner of the four versus five wild card series. The second seed will play the three versus six, uh, winner. So, um, also, um, I guess we could talk about this in next show, but there's a pre-arbitration bonus pool, and it just talks about if you're MVP or Cyon, you get so much. And yeah, no,
1: yeah, there's, you know, there are a lot of things, but you know, to a lot keep, of details we're not going to. Yeah, you. well, you know, here's the thing: to keep things astro-centric, they just released the new theme for the Houston Astros. I don't know if you noticed the video that they're running on Twitter. It's level up. Okay. Oh, I didn't see that. And yes. And in the level up video, there is not a single video montage that includes Carlos Correa. Well, Obviously, he's because a... He's, a, he's a free agent. I'm just saying. So everyone's like, level up um, Carlos's contract offer, <laughs> level up with re signing Carlos. But I like the level up theme. I really, really do. I think that. Um, Hold on, Mr. Corona. Why can't you be like Brett? Oh, <laughs> who's he talking to? I want to know if Corona's talking to you or talking to Sam. Anyways, Corona's having this side conversation while we're talking. Um, you need to focus, young man. We're teaching here, um, but level up. I think is a great theme. Um, I'm glad we got off for the H. You know they had overused that. Um, thankfully, but the level up, dude. I love it. And in the video, it says we know what the goal is to get to the World Series. We know what we gotta do to get there and win it again, basically. Basically saying we just gotta level up. We've been there, we've done that. We just gotta do a better job at what we're doing. And so I think it's an excellent, excellent promo um for that. And someone asked, hey, are are they gonna are they gonna be able to shift this year? The shift ban doesn't go in effect until 2023. So as far as I know, they're gonna be able to shift all day in 2022 correct
0: um i i thought that was this year i thought the bases weren't going to go into effect next year but i thought the shifting was this year we'll have oh, to look into it shifting that this year okay yeah, I, I thought that's what it was but i'm not really totally 100 sure so don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure it was going into effect for this year okay so, okay well but the bases a- i know for sure is going in effect and for 2023 i remember seeing that
1: so. okay yeah you know that's Here's the thing. I There's so much, there's so much out there, so uh, it's hard to keep information. I think I think that a total ban of the shift is the wrong direction. I think if you give teams a limited amount of uses of it, it makes it more of a strategy. To me, ban a ban is a I mean a shift is a strategy minded thing, but if baseball players do what they're trained to do by hitting it up the middle, hit a line drive up the middle, and you got the shift on, well, Carlos Correa is right there every time you don't get a hit. And now they're going to be able to get hits up the middle. So we'll just have to see when these new rules do come into effect what's going to happen. There's so many questions. Will the Astros go out and get another starter? I know Bassett's out there. Um, you know, Choppa's sitting here saying, hey, what about this rotation, Verlander, Bassett, Valdez, Garcia, and oh. uh, What about Lance McCullers Jr.? It is 2023, Jr.? so you're right. Okay, it is 2023. So, yes, yeah, so they will be shifting. Joey Gallo has one more year of sub-200 baseball. Um, he'll have another year where he won't be able to hit the broad side of a barn unless he bunts to the left side of the field. But you know that's that's the breaks, man. Carl, I I think Jordan Alvarez did excellent during the shift. Um, he actually learned how to hit to the opposite field. And Kyle Tucker, I think, is a good enough hitter. He's going to have an MVP type year. But Eric, I'm excited about all the storylines. We got when will Hunter Brown arrive? Alex Bregman is he going to be the MVP candidate? Um, what is Verlander going to do? Um, what is what is Luis Garcia going to do this year? I mean, I mean, he really shined last year. Um the The whole center field thing with Jake Myers being on the shelf will will Chas McCormick shine and really really come to the rescue there in center field. Michael Brantley will he keep doing Michael Brantley things? And Yuli Gurriel will he get his second Gold Glove at first base? Will he chase another title? There are a ton of storylines and. What a change of momentum. What a change of just my overall feeling, man. I I'll be real honest with you, dude. I was starting to get depressed. Yeah, I was starting I to like this absolutely sucks because Sully and I talked about this earlier on the Lockdown MLB podcast with so much going on in the world, so many negative things going on around us. Baseball is this game that brings people together across cultural racial and ideological lines and we find something in common because you and I can think about probably this 10 people who we've interacted with at games that either listen to our show or just know us personally and they don't all think like us and we don't all think like them but we have this friendship and this bond why because of baseball because baseball brings us together it brings the it brings the generations together it brings the different ideologies together and that's what we love about this game Man, I'm so glad it's back,
0: yeah, I think we all are it It feels so weird not to be kind of looking at box scores and looking on what's going on in Florida and seeing what did Siri do today. Uh, how is he battling um uh Jake Myers or um Chad who's hurt? Is it Chas McCord? no, Jake Myers is hurt. so how Jake Myers is hurt. And I'm, yeah. sorry, I men- and I'm sorry
1: I didn't mention and I'm sorry didn't mentioned Jose Siri. That dude is awesome. That, uh, yeah. I, I love Jose Siri.
0: Yeah, so it's just, uh, this is where we get to see all the stuff. And for everything that's going on, too, fantasy baseball, we can start talking about drafts. Like uh, we we're hey, all about postponed to drafts and everything, but now we can start talking about drafting time, so that will be fun. So uh, definitely, uh, if in all honesty, I think we can definitely look for the Astros going to get a, a reliever. Definitely a backup shortstop and maybe save some money for maybe trading getting a deadline acquisition. But the next two to three days are going to be intense. There's going to be a lot of free agent talk. There's going to be a lot of rumors. The Astros are talking to this. The Astros doing this. So uh, buckle in, guys. The next week or so could be pretty crazy. A lot of free agents are about to fall. Will will in the Astros' laps. Who knows? We'll have to discuss that on the next Locked On Astros podcast. Uh, make sure you uh, check out also solely of the Locked On MLB podcast. He does a great job. I know Brett said it, he was on the podcast. We'll put that audio up uh, tomorrow, and make sure you subscribe to us on the on YouTube, and make sure you keep on watching us, and make sure you listen to Locked On Astros podcast every day on Apple, Spotify um odyssey wherever you listen to your podcast, and we are super excited that baseball's back It is just this is what we we dream about and we're glad to see all y'all back i know it was a long time but we're glad to see all y'all jumping back on podcasts it really it really makes us feel great so no um, yeah
1: thank you i mean i mean everybody that's here everybody that's watching whether you're on facebook whether you're watching from twitter whether i mean just look If you haven't subscribed to our channel, please do that. Please tell friends about Locked On Astros. Um, We will be here now starting here pretty soon, if not next week, five days a week. And we won't do every show live, but I promise you, no matter whether it's live or recorded, you won't want to miss a single show. We're going to do our best to bring you player interviews, to bring us inside information that we get, that we find out, to make sure that you, our fan base, is the most informed in the podcasting world at least as it comes to houston astros all right
0: now i can officially say this ghost rose let's get through this rough month of april where we're going to be playing a lot of road games but the astros i feel feel like play better on the road so i think this would be better a lot of booze or are they going to forget about that and we could talk about that maybe on the next lockdown astros podcast ghost Astros!